On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob is gone, so I brought on a special guest to talk about the shifting priorities of MLS organizations. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hola, everybody. This is Greg Robertson, uh, the fabulous Greg Robertson, I guess. Um, it's an interesting edition of Interest Relations. Um, Rob, the notorious ROB, couldn't make it today. So we're, we're, pull, we're pulling an audible today. And I thought, well, who do I want to have as my special guest here while Rob's not here? And I couldn't think of anybody better, but the, I don't know if we have a nickname for you, but Katie Smithson, Chief Revenue Officer of CRMLS. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. Thank you, jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you're 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 a watcher and a listener. That's great. I've, to, that's I've been great to hear. I've been listening. I was gonna I was gonna say I, I've never listened to this podcast before. What do y'all talk about? <laughs> Just throw as much shade as you can to start off with. That would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. What what is this all about? What's the big deal? I don't. I've never even heard of you guys. <laughs> So as many listeners might know, Katie and I um, used to work together at uh, my company, WNR Studios, uh, where she was kind of head of a uh, director of the enterprise sales there. And then when we got acquired by um, Lone Wolf, she spent some time there. And then it's been kind of a journey to the dark side, I guess. Right, Katie? Uh, once <laughs> one uh, a, a short kind of a stop at Zillow. Right. And then on to CRMLS. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. Your listeners might be wondering which one of those is the dark side. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, non-vendor but, side, yeah. really. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So well, that's, uh, it has been a journey. It has been a journey. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about, let's, let's start off with that. I mean, um, you know, in this industry, it's always what they call very incestuous, right? Where everybody, you know, has work for different companies, um, you know, one guy could work for one MLS vendor, then another, or so, another software company to another, or an MLS uh, vendor or another, or an MLS organization to another. Um, so all of us, I think here, have mutual relationships that people used to work with um, that are sometimes on the other side of negotiations, where it used to be on the same side. But um, I guess more now that you're working with CRMLS, right? What, as a vendor, as somebody being on the other side, you know, selling third-party software products. Uh, what so far has like been the biggest differences there? I'm just, I'm curious to know. Well, I mean, so as you mentioned, I, I am chief revenue officer, but part of what I have, you know, part of why I was brought on to CRMLS is to really help, um, for lack of a better word, like weaponize some of the things that we are building in internally. Ooh, um, okay, right on. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so, I, so I think that the biggest difference that, you know, so far is that, um, you know, I'm getting to kind of shape the, the plan of how we are going to go to market with some of these things um i'm getting to i mean there's a lot of learning involved like it, there's still the aspect of we are building products and software um that right. is going to be used by by agents and brokers um but there's also just like listening to you know there's 
it's a little bit more complicated than than some of the other products that I have worked on. Um, you know, and this is not like a dig at any way, but I think there was there was a beauty to what we did at WNR Studios where everything that we built was simple and it was it was a it was kind of an not an easy pitch. I mean, no, nothing about that job was easy, but it was <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh you had like there was a construct i guess in a sense like you knew like you knew who your audience was you knew what the product does and there's just there's a lot of moving pieces right now at crms and what we're doing well i guess it's um, a new position too right and i mean how how yeah, long have you been there yeah. it's 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 kind of a short time right yeah i think it's i'm right at like 2 months now just over yeah months. so i mean yeah you're yeah. So, you're in a new so, yeah, position i'm still like yeah i'm still drinking <laughs> from the fire hose and <laughs> learning things right. so yeah. Every, yeah every time i get one question answered i have like you know 10 more that crop crop up so yeah oh for sure well i mean it is i think it is it like and you mentioned this but it is a different landscape now where I think there was kind of like clear lines before where, okay, I'm in an MLS organization. I'm going to serve my members. I'm going to do technical support, first level technical support, um, do some training, right? And that could be in person. Mm -hmm. It could be online and, you know, create content that would help my members with, um, you know, with the, the MLS system and how to use it and maybe some third-party products, uh, help them understand compliance and things like that. And now, um, and especially for CRMLS being the largest MLS vendor out there, uh, MLS organization out there, you guys are a full on yeah. software company too, right? So you have your own yeah. things, you have your own development staff and mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're building stuff. So it's not that, that those lines yeah. are clearly been erased, right? So it, I guess you, you, you yeah. can use some of the skills you had working for a software company now that CRMLS is essentially a software company as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's, you know, then I also have to understand like how the MLS app actually operates and, you know, serving our member associations and then, you know, our, our, our customers who are the end users of of the product. So yeah, it's, um, there's, I think there's just more, more layers to it. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, for us, what it was that, I mean, we would obviously the, the, agents were the final customer, right? So, you know, we were making software as easy for them and then, but we would be, we would be selling and supporting mostly MLS organizations, but you know, below that they have their own layers. So you're you're seeing the full stack of, of all those things now. Right. Well, let's, let's talk about that. Cause you guys are, you know, um, you know, to me, one of the themes we talk about on the podcast a lot is, is just this, um, this kind of swinging of the pendulum is what I talk to about of, you know, there was a time where, you know, it was just, you were as an MLS organization, you did this, but now it seems like, and I think this was really, really started to get a lot of steam here. Um, I mean, there always have been MLSs that have kind of rolled their own, right. Have their own homegrown MLS systems like Mm -hmm. Portland or claw or, you know, Utah real estate, those kind of things. But, most of most of them have a vendor, but now it seems like, and I think really what tipped this off was Showtime or or Zillow's acquisition of Showing Time, where I just thought there was a wake up in the industry, and the MLS has just started like thinking differently about about mm-hmm. what they could control, right? And it seems to me, yeah, um, there's been a lot of examples up there. 
you know, you're in that position now. I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of distrust now of a lot of vendors out there. Um, or is it? I mean, can you, what's the vibe you're getting? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's distrust because, I mean, I want to point out like one of the things that we're doing at CRMLS is, and I know you know about this, is the Venture MLS where, you know, we are, you know, working with startups and evaluating these products. And in, in some cases we have made investments. And so it's not a distrust of, of vendors per se. It's just being kind of what you said, being able to keep some some aspect of control where I think you, you know, showing time is a, is a great example. Obviously that was a, a huge acquisition, um, a very popular product that was used, you know, across the U S and Canada. Um, and I think where the lines got little, what got blurry were, was because Zillow had become a broker. And so there are MLSs out there who have basically part of their, their rules is that they will not, licensed uh, products from a participant. So if Zillow is a participant of CRMLS, and that's one of our rules, which I I don't think it is, but anyway, um, again, one of those things I probably need to learn. (laughs) Ed might scold me after this, but, uh, um, but yeah, so like if, if Zillow is a participant of the MLS and now they own showing time, then there's, like I said, there's that, that rule that causes complication that the MLS technically cannot be licensing that product. Um, so I think it's, it's not a distrust. It's just, I don't know, maybe hedging bets in a sense to, right. To kind of control our own, own destiny. And rather than, you know, worry about like, is, is core logic going to get acquired? That's, maybe not the greatest example, but, you know, just trying to keep some, some sense of control over what we can do, because ultimately we want to make sure that we are providing the best tools and services to our membership. Um, And if our membership has a perception that we are favoring another participant because we are paying them money for this product that they're offering, that's not a good look either. Um, and well, that's, but know, I mean, that's traditionally how it's kind of worked though, is that, you know, some MLSs, they, they interview or, you know, ha- request information from all types of vendors and then their board of directors or there's some decision-making process says, well, okay, we've looked at all of these and they come to decision and saying, we think this would be right for um, the membership. It's not like they just chose them because, you know, they just plucked it out of something. There was a process to do that. Um, yeah. And I, I realized, I, you know, I, I kind of just, I, I hear that phrase. It's like a dog whistle to me. Like, you know, we don't want to choose a winner. Right. But, you know, in, in these kind of markets, the TAM being so small and a lot of these products requiring network effects, um, you know, I don't think it makes sense to have in most markets, like 10 different showing softwares. Right. Or, or things like that. I mean, it's, I mean, I think there's a, there, there should, should be, you know, some software that's again, after vetting, of course. Right. I mean, they want to look at everything, yeah. but um, that the MLS has got to choose, right. That at some, at some level they got to right. choose. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think to some extent you're right, but then on the flip side, agents like having choice, you know, I mean, and this, 
we know this from our, our time working together, like even when, let's say an MLS licensed cloud CMA, there were still agents out there or their, their brokers that would choose to use like Moxie works or whatever. Right. So it's not, I mean, yes, in a sense, maybe the MLS does like choose the winner. And I'm not saying that that that's not still occurring. Um, but you well, also not, as long offer... as they're not blocking everything else, right? I mean, that would be a whole different no, thing, no, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But but it seems like so. If I'm if I'm correct, like you've done an venture MLS has done a, a investment in Perchwell. They have mm-hmm. kind of a quasi broker. They're fashioning. I've heard to be more of a front end of choice solution, right? That um, I think you guys are partnering with. Um, you guys have partnered a lot with Bright on a few things, like this RE Distribute. Right. So this is kind mm-hmm. of taking control of the MLS data and 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 maybe packaging that with other MLSs to sell to Wall Street for um, for, for that. So it's a control there. And then recently you you launched um, you guys announced launching a a um, public facing site um, yes. uh, called Nestfully. Right. Nestfully. So Nestfully. Nestfully. And like I, I just keep wondering, it's like, you know, all of those things are are products that are currently provided by existing vendors that you're now mm-hmm. taking over. Nestfully to kind of me is like, I don't say it's crossing the line, but it's now you're saying, well, we don't even like Zillow. So we're going to make our own Zillow too. And I can see it. A lot of people can raise their eyebrows or kind of just do a face pump going, really? You guys think you're going to come up with a product that's going to beat Zillow? Um, I mean, yeah. where do you, where does the line, where do you guys decide what to do and what not to do? It just seems like that's a bit um, ambitious, maybe the word might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's in your drink. But <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it is ambitious. I mean, I think that's part of, part of our mission is to, seek out like new opportunities and yes it is nestfully in a sense is it's i wouldn't say it's a direct competitor of zillow i I think there's some realization that zillow is 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 a you know it's the number one real estate website out there but what we're what our goal is with nestfully is to and this is you know this is the same with perchwell is that we want to provide more property centric data. So kind of going beyond what is just in the listing details and being able to say, um, well, one kind of cool tool that we have, um, or that we're looking at is called style dive and they use AI to, I mean, there's lots of different features, but one of the really cool things is with style dive, you can actually like take MLS photos and, um, kind of design a room with furniture and, you know, rugs and whatever the case. And then, you know, long-term be able to like click a button and say, okay, now I want to buy this for this house, whatever. Um, that's kind of a really yeah, short I've seen that stuff. That is, that, that is, that is, that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, and that's where I think we're going with CRMLS in general is being able to find the right products and services to partner with finding those, those kinds of tools that are going to enhance the information that the agent can provide to their consumer. Um, Because I think 
and you know, maybe we'll get to this a little bit deeper, but you know, our, our belief at CRMLS is that commissions are going to go away. So how, how as an MLS do we continue to foster the cooperation um, and bring that value to, to the agents and brokers who are using our, our platform and, and our tools. Uh, and that's, that's one way we see um, to bring that, that additional value. And again, it's not just for the agents, but it's to help them really educate their, the consumers as well and kind of prove yeah. their value. Do you think that all, I mean, do you think, um, I mean, does is CRMLS, CRMLS's belief that even, you know, the sell side commissions are going away? Is it all of them are going away or the buy side or, or what, what do you mean by that? I th- well, I think, you know, the MLS is founded on right now, cooperation and compensation. And if you take compensation out of that equation, then really, you you know, so you're not, you're not saying that like by working with this, by working with this agent in the MLF that you're guaranteed cooperation or compensation, sorry. Right. <laughs> um, so it's not necessarily saying that like buy side or sell side, one or the other is going away. It's just in general, like the, the fundamental, the fundamental offering of an MLS cooperation and compensation that can, can uh, compensation pay piece is going to go away. Right. So, I mean, so go away completely though, that, or is it just, it's not, those are the two, the, the two cornerstones or the two pillars or the two tent poles. And one of those tent poles is not going to be as big a tent pole as it was before. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so then it's like, then it's like, okay, what if that one of those tent poles goes away, uh, you know, one of the big ones, how, how do we look at through that lens of fostering more comp more cooperation, cooperation. Um, yeah. on that? Yeah. On, on that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an interesting thing. I know, I know a lot of MLSs are thinking that way also. Right. I mean, and it's, it's kind of a, tr- a drag because, you know, we had, uh, a lawsuit that was coming up in February and I thought that that would kind of give a little more guidance, um, as that went through of like where the industry is going. And then what I'm afraid of now is absent that there's a vacuum and that vacuum is going to be filled by people making bets or people, um, maybe going too far, maybe not going far enough. We just don't know. Um, although, yeah. uh, you know, yesterday, and I don't know why there's not more of a big deal. It was announced that NAR won a lawsuit against the DOJ that, um, helped, mm-hmm. I guess, put in place the, uh, the previous administration deal that they'd worked out. Um, right. and I think that the new administration tried to like alter that, but, but the, the judge said, no, you can't. I mean, you already made a, you already made a deal and you got to stick with that deal. So, um, that's a, yeah. I think a good thing in the right direction that would actually lend itself to be, and that was more focused on the buyer side and had to do stuff to like be more transparent about the buy side commission, but leaving, right. I think the sell side still alone here. So what do you, what do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, you know, and <laughs> with all the different lawsuits that are going on, having a win <laughs> in, in, yeah, for sure. in the column, like that's, that's, that's a good thing. Um, I think it's, you know, I, I, a lot of MLSs, when this deal was being put together, a lot of MLSs were kind of trying to make these adjustments anyway, because they were anticipating that these rule changes were coming. Um, so, I mean, 
overall, we see it as a good thing. I think it's going to potentially open up some, some more opportunities for what we want to do. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I know Rob yeah, I, wrote, wrote today or yesterday that he didn't, he didn't understand it, but, um, like I said, no, I don't think anybody thing. called that. I didn't, I mean, who could, who thinks yeah. that the, they're going to win off the, the administration. Right. So that was kind of a, an odd thing. Yeah. And I think somebody commented on my post about how in typical NAR fashion, they're not like running the victory lap and saying, woohoo, they're kind of keeping, um, little humble about it. Right. So, well, and I don't know if that, does that go to like appeals or, or anything like that? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I watch law and order, but I don't, I don't know how this all works (laughs) now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, with the, with the MLS, I mean, so, you know, that you've got, um, a number of these relationships. I saw the style dot stuff that, that looks very cool. Um, Mm-hmm. Talk about, you know, Perchwell. I think I keep hearing that for a while, but I mean, yeah. where it is now and where it's going and and how you guys, um, you know, plan to kind of implement that. I mean, what's what's the deal with that? Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, Venture MLS did invest in Perchwell. Um, and and what is, what's Venture MLS? Goal? What's Venture MLS so people know? Um. So it's CRMLS started Venture MLS as a basically an investment arm. Um, so we can it, essentially it's a VC capital firm, um, and we are we have a few consultants that we work with. Um, I think we announced maybe I don't remember if it was December or January. Um, Jeff Turner is working with us to evaluate products and everything. Um, but yeah, basically what Venture MLS is doing is looking at real estate, uh, products, startups, um, and, you know, investing money where we see potential. So Perchwell was the first big investment, um, for anybody that doesn't know Perchwell was, or has been operating in the New York city market for a few years now. Um, and but they they wanted to to explore other areas. So um, again, that's part of where CRMLS has come in to kind of help uh, mentor in a sense and and help with their growth. Or I guess Venture MLS is handling that, not CRMLS directly. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, uh, Perchwell, I know that they have um, an agreement with Cincinnati MLS. They are supposed to be going live in February, I believe. Uh, I haven't heard any updates if that's still going as planned. Um, But what we want to do ultimately with Perchwell is, again, kind of the same concept as Nestfully, where we can work with Perchwell to incorporate other um, property-centric data. And where we're starting with that is we're actually working with Perchwell right now. Um, We have we have a deal where we are getting all of the uh, public record information for the entire state of California. Um, we're going, we're, we, we're in the process of building an API that we can share that property uh, record data with, or that public record data with Perchwell. So all the public record information is just blended in seamlessly with the listing data. Um, 
So when you're actually looking at a listing, you can see all the public record information, or if you're starting a new listing, I mean, again, it's kind of like an auto pop feature. And I don't, I mean, that's kind of the concept right now. I don't, it's not live yet. So I can't speak to exactly how it's going to look like or how it's going to look. Well, you got to launch and see what, how people, yeah, how people like it or what they're using about it. And I'm sure there will, yeah, there will be iterations of how it actually um, is incorporated, but yeah, just being able to kind of search seamlessly. And it's, I mean, it, it, it's really, it's a really great UI. Um, it does remind me a lot of cloud MLX. The first time I got in there and started like looking around and searching, I was like, okay, this is, this is familiar. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think they so it is, I guess it's in a sense. <laughs> yeah. In a sense, it's like a front end of choice type of solution, right? Um, I mean, it could be for CRMLS. I, Cincinnati is implementing it as their MLS system. Uh, I mean, they're currently oh, is on it not gonna be, They is, will is, be. They will be converting. Yeah. Oh wow! So they're not gonna they're not gonna have it in parallel with with Rapidoni. I guess for some time they were, but their right. their goal is to is just yeah. to have that as the thing, same thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and I believe they have signed a few other MLSs. I don't. I don't want to speak out of terms, so I'm not going to name any names, but I think there are a couple <laughs> more out there. Um, but as far as CRMLS concern, is concerned, I mean, we we want to offer it to associations as an alternative to the current platform they're using. So we'll see how that comes about, um, but we, you know, we're going to let them launch with Cincinnati first and get that work done. And then um, in the meantime, we're still working on, like I said, working that API that's going to provide the public record information um, and some other things that we're doing to just incorporate some additional data inside Perchwell. Um, and I think that's another that's another reason that at CRMLS we are building things and looking for these companies that we can partner with and are willing to be flexible with us and kind of um, explore new options of what we can do with with property data in a sense. So, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you like so you started at CR CRS right CRS. Yeah, CRS data. Yeah. Yep. So, and you, you were, um, uh, so they're, they're attack uh, core retrieval systems, right? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. so you were a trainer over there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I started, I started as a trainer, but then kind of moved into basically like a MLS relationships manager. I don't even remember what my title was, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I kind but of that, assisted that was... with sales and. Yeah. Right. What, so what, what time period are we talking about there? How long ago was that? Why are you making me age myself, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was an infant and it was like 2009. <laughs> well, I didn't ask your age. So, I mean, you can, you can throw out, you know, dates or whatever, right? People so 2009. <laughs> So 2009 to now, we're, wow, it is, you're right, 2023, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so when did you start at WNR? Mm, it was January of 2013. 2013, okay, so so that was 10 years, right? So that, that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
I, I get, um, people reach out to me a lot and, and sometimes they're referred to by another vendor or not a vendor, but an MLS organization like CMLS saying, Hey, you know, this is a new company. They, something's kind of, they got something cool. You know, you should talk to Greg. He's been doing this a while and you know, you're starting a business and he started a business. Um, but I always think about like, you know, people already in the business are getting in the business they're in a, you know, either a sales support capacity or, you know, facing the, the organized real estate community. Um, you know, you've been there, done that. I mean, you have several jobs in it. you've been very successful. Um, you're, you know, you're on panels and you're on board of the directors for Rezo and, you know, C, well, not a, uh, not CMLS. Well, you, you have been though, right? Um, yes, of CMLS. Yes. And I mean, you've worked at Zillow, you worked at WNR, you work at CRMLS. Um, I mean, what kind of, you know, what, what, what would you kind of say to, to, um, new people or, you know, people coming up in the business now, right? There, um, there's new companies, new prop tech companies, some are taking on and, 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 and getting in this industry in the MLS community, you know, I think you've done it all there, you've, you, you know, and I think you already probably get people that reach out to you already, but I mean, you know, for those listening that, um, you know, want to give in or they know somebody, you know, what advice would you give, um, to, to, to new people coming into this business? Coming in the, yeah. Um, well, I mean, first and, and foremost, I, I appreciate I mean, that I'm throwing this at you and I, we haven't even rehearsed all this. <laughs> so like, this is the first time all these questions you've heard and like, if, uh, maybe we should have rehearsed this ahead of time, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have, you should sort of sent me some notes or we well, have done a prep call or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, well, okay. So I think you mentioned it at the beginning, um, this industry is very incestuous and I think that's kind of, it can be a good thing. Uh, I mean, it certainly has gotten me to where I am and I'm, I was honored that art wanted me to bring on, bring me on to, to, you know, to be this new position and try to grow what we're doing at CRMLS. So I think the first thing I would say is it's all about relationships. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody has to like you. I'm sure there, there've got to be people out there that don't like me. That's well, fine. Plenty, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to, you want to at least establish yourself as being trustworthy um, and you know easy to work with, and um, and I don't know, and and have keep your integrity. Um, I think there's a lot, lot to be said for those things. Um, also stay humble. Like you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, right before, or I guess right as I gave my notice to leave Zillow, there were layoffs and there were layoffs on my team. And I mean, the timing worked out great, but I could have been one of those people that got laid off. And, you know, it's just, it, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and especially the way this industry is, how it's so cyclical. And, you know, we're looking at a, a, a down market right now. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, I know at CRMLS, we're planning for, or I guess we're budgeting for a, a drop in membership. And I think that's going to be true of a lot of MLSs across the country. Um, I think 
I can't remember where I saw this stat, but there's like 60% of agents in the, in the industry right now have never experienced a down market. So right. yeah. that's going to, going to be a big shock to their system um, in the next couple of years. So we're going to see, and I think, uh, I think y'all talked about this on um, the new construction podcast. Maybe it was one of them, but the quote from Warren Buffett, where it's like, once the, once the tide goes out, you see who, who has their pants on or whatever exactly. that quote is. <laughs> no, I think you got it right. But I mean, I th- <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Close enough anyway. Um, but I think that's what we're going to see too uh, coming up. I know I've kind of gotten off track from answering your question about advice that I would give. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think one of the things that I think differentiates you from a lot of other, you know, a lot of people, maybe they just don't know a path here is, but you've kind of got involved in the industry, right? You, you, you've, you've gone for, I think, you know, your CMLX, you know, designation, been involved in these boards. I mean, describe to people your path for that. I mean, if, if they wanted to do these kind of things, how did you go about it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it took me, I think three times running for CMLS board before I actually got elected. Um, but yeah, I think that was, that's definitely been, uh, a big part of my my growth in you know professionally is is being involved in the industry um you know going to the to all the conferences and you know I have to thank you and Dan for for always encouraging and supporting me and especially you I mean you were always nudging me to kind of uh you know take the next step and um but yeah, uh, I mean, it started off with CMLX, taking the CMLX course, um, and then uh, from there, like I said, um, ran for the board, I think, three times before I finally got elected. I was on the board for three years. Um, during that time, uh, an opening in our, in or yeah, an opening in the class that WNR Studios fit in opened up for Reso, and I was like, I think I'm going to do it. I'm just, I'm, what, what, what have I got to lose? Right, <laughs> and I got right. elected. And, <laughs> um, and I served for, I think I, I didn't get to serve my full term, but I've served like a year and a half. And, um, I mean, Riso is, that's, it's a very technical organization. So there was a lot of, um, a lot of things that I learned there too. Uh, so that's, I think the more that you can get involved, um, make connections, like I said, just, you know, network, talk to people, learn as much as you can, listen to these podcasts, <laughs> read, your, read, read your book. <laughs> yeah, give me all the plugs you can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting any compensation for this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's a big part of it too. Um, is, is staying, getting involved, staying involved, uh, and keeping those relationships going. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, to me, I think what you all, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I can always nudge people or tell them, but I mean, unless they take that initiative and go for it, um, you know, it, it doesn't happen. Right. So, I mean, you were always, um, I think you took that initiative and a, a, a lot of other people just don't because they're, I don't know, fear of failure, they're fear of putting themselves out there. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I can get that. Right. I mean, um, I, I yeah. totally understand that. Um, and you know, yeah. it's like, I always like thought like 
people hear enough from me, you know, we've got to have somebody else out there to, to kind of talk <laughs> and, and, and right. do that. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, I've always been a, um, um, I've always been one of those people of like, that have followed the news a lot. I'm a kind of a, a news junkie or an MLS geek or whatever you want to call it. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. besides our stuff, but you know, in men and all the rest of the things out there, they're always, uh, good to keep up. Um, I think another, a lo- yeah. you know, a lot of people, you know, in this industry, it's like, um, I I'm into it. I, I, I enjoy being around people who are into it. Right. So yeah. there's always, you know, yeah. so I think, but if, if you're not well, able to that- talk, <laughs> I think that's another big problem. part of it is like, you kind of, yeah, yeah. you, you gotta be into it. You gotta, you gotta love this group of weirdos that's in this industry. Yes. <laughs> the traveling circus that we are, but no, I mean, you have to be, <laughs> yeah. I think, educated enough to have those conversations. Um, it, it goes mm-hmm. back to like, you know, it's, it can't be all like negotiating a per member per month, <laughs> you know, conversations, right. They right. have to, right. Right. Have to, they have to know, you know, and understand the issues and everything else of, of, of what's going on out there. Right. I mean, so, um, you know, I can, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of people out there. I think, you know, I'm, I'm also always partial to people that I work with have, have done a great job, but I do like, look at like the, who are the new people coming in? Right. Who are the ones who are the, it was Dan yeah. and Greg and Katie and, and, you know, and Kevin's and all the other people that are going to come, you know, when we were coming up, yeah. like, you know, we would look at all the other guys like the, that were doing the large deals and we were in the back of the room and like, oh, that's going to be cool. And now, now we're those people. And I, I look back and I'm trying to see, okay, who's, who can I help, you know, who can I help out? Who can I lend a hand? I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. I guess I'm nudging you to kind of do the same thing of, of people that are out there. Um, but, you know, yeah. another thing is like, Rob and I have got like a thing going on of like, making some predictions. Right. So I want to ask you to kind of make some predictions here. I think, um, you know, you talked about CRMLS making uh, their own thing about, but at the end of the year, and I think NAR put it at like 1.4 million, 1.47 million is what they thought it was. The number of agents being in the industry. Um, uh, would you take the over or under of, of that? I think they're at 1.6 right now, right? That was oh, what they said in the last. And they're saying the drop is going to be, they're at 1.6 now, they're going to drop to 1.4? 1.47, I think is what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, we better steak dinner, I'm, but you don't, gonna... you don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take that bet. Um, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go with the under. Under okay, oh all right okay I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the over yeah. so you and Rob are in the same camp there okay I think the other one we had was um uh oh uh number of uh total house existing home sales right I think that came that actual number came in for for last year about about almost an even five million typically it's like five and a half but in 2021 I think it was like six point something um. Yeah. What would be your I guess for saw, the? I just saw a graph on this, but I don't remember. Um, I have to guess an actual number of yeah, yeah, existing yeah. new home sales. Yeah, at yeah. the end of Throw it out at there. the end of twenty twenty three. Yeah. And what? And you and you said it was how many million at the end of twenty twenty two? I thought it was something like. Um, let me see if I got the stat here. I don't know. I don't remember where I just saw that. I think it was, I think it was about 5 million. 
Um, okay. Five million last year, right? Um, okay. I don't have the number um, here, but. I mean, I guess I the way I would look at it. Flat and it's. <laughs> okay, no, you can say that. that. So you say five million. About five yeah, million then. Five million. Okay, yeah. this is now recorded, Katie. So now what's we the, have. What's the, plus, what's the plus or minus range that I get on that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly how we did the bet there. I know we did the over under on the uh, the the uh, number of agents, um, but on the on the yeah. home sales existing home sale, I'm not exactly if we changed the number. I went over and under on that as well. Uh, you know, Rob yeah. was like so, saying, you know, it could be close to three or four, right? Because of uh, all the things that are going on, but I think that's a little bit crazy. I think that's, I think that's crazy too. I think there's, there's still a, a desire for people to, to buy homes. There's still opportunity out there. And I think that, you know, despite the, the interest rates being what they are right now, um, you know, we could see a gradual drop in, in home prices, which that can kind of, you know, might balance out where, you know, you had to spend 1.5 million and you got like a 2% loan, but if the price drops and you have, you know, a higher percentage, like maybe it balances out. I think yeah, somebody we'll did sort of math on that, but anyway, I'm oh, saying there's, flat. There's, I'm say flat. Yeah. Look, look at, look at Twitter. There's like a, a ton of people like making guesses. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. man. I well, get, somebody's I calling get, like, like sucked into the Twitter hole. <laughs> Somebody like is, I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, people that are basically calling the bottom happen like in, in, in November of real estate, which I don't, I don't really kind of believe, but I ho hopefully it's true. And it's, and it's, and Redfin wrote an article that there are actually some markets that are doing multiple offers again, if it's priced, you know, aggressively. Um, I've been asking mm -hmm. some brokers around uh, in different markets, like how, how things are going on there. So I hope it's not as, I mean, everybody, I think it's just the narrative been so glum you know, I'm hoping that yeah. everybody's like overcompensating for this and that we don't end up being, yeah. you know, too much of a, in, 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 in too much of a down cycle here. Well, I kind of, and maybe this is because how my mind operates. I feel like people are preparing for the worst and they're just, you know, they're ready for the sky to fall or whatever. Um, but but I don't think it's going to get that bad. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I'm no economic expert. That is one thing I do miss on the vendor side is that I used to get all sorts of like the MLS emails that would give breakdown, like the stats of what's going on in different markets. And that was always fun. We well, can see, still sign up for that, right? You anymore. can still go there. <laughs> you can sign up for those. You can go to their sites and sign up. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's well, crmls.org. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, no, just use a Gmail email address. Or just use a G. Yeah, that's right. I think I, I, I've got a fake, I got a couple of fake email addresses out there because I don't want to be known. <laughs> All right. So, give, uh, you know, we'll wrap up here a bit, but like give me, give me and Rob some feedback about uh, any feedback you have for uh, the podcast or uh, anything else we're doing um, that we could kind of take away from a, it sounds like a, uh, an avid listener or a watcher? Um, well, I do usually listen because I, I like, 
I'll typically put you on when I'm like doing other things. And so I can't just like sit and watch um, as much as I would love to just stare at yours and Rob's face for 45 (laughs) minutes to an hour. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I was going to, I I like when y'all have uh, guests guests on the show. You don't always do that, but I okay. I think that's always more, um, you know, it adds a little extra element to to just Rob and Greg arguing. Yeah, I mean, I, we get and multiple like feedback about that because some people say they like to have that, but other people it's like, well, they want to listen to us argue, right? So the show's between, you know, the points that we get to argue. So I think we have to have kind of a well, mix I'm not there. Saying, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying every episode have a guest. I'm just saying like, definitely do that. Continue to incorporate guests every once in a while. Right. Um, um and okay. I'm, what about what guests would you like to see? Guest host yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what guests would you like to, to see or hear? Oh, Ooh, that's a good question. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, it's tough because it's it's hard to find people that are talk? actually going to talk. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to. People who like speaking of people who like to talk, have y'all ever had? Have you ever had Stefan Swanepoel? No, no, I don't know if he. I don't know if he'd like to if he would go there with the questions we he have did, because he's he always did. very polite. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't yeah, like to yeah, get into the, the, the gossipy, you know, opinionated stuff we do. Right. So, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I respect the guy, but I don't think he'd, he'd, he'd be uncomfortable with <laughs> some of the conspiracy theories <laughs> that we throw the out. The line or something, of right? questioning. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um, huh. I mean, we've had some big names and we've had like, you know. We've had uh, Spencer on here. Yeah, you had you had Spencer. That was I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that I've done like Bob Goldberg um, before. Um, yeah, I, I like what what I've been enjoy, enjoying most is like even with this last one you mentioned the the last uh, uh, with Kevin um, Oakley from uh, the New mm-hmm. Homes, right? Uh, Do you convert? Yeah. I think is the company he works for because in those situations, I mean, both of us being in kind of the the resi world, right? The residential world, like the mortgage stuff doesn't is kind of foreign to me. And this new home, yeah. new home market is foreign to me. So when last year when we were, we were, we were had that mortgage guy on and talking about um, deferments and, and the foreclosure market, how that works. It's like, I learned a ton about, you know, the mortgage market. Yeah. And that's the best way I learned just having conversations like this. And the same thing with, with Kevin, it's like, I, I kind of knew that that, how it factored in, but, um, boy, after that hour talking right. with Kev, especially when somebody knows her shit really well, um, that's always a, yeah. a really, a, a big plus too. So I, I would probably more lean to like coming towards, you know, another topic. I'm not a thousand percent, you know, or a hundred percent or 10%, you know, understanding and have somebody who's really yeah. good at it just to be able to, to ask questions yeah. and kind of, you know, find that stuff out, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean that the new construction thing. I mean, like I actually have been through the process of buying two new construction homes. Um, both times it sucked, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean I still learned a lot. Um, so I think that was good. The other thing I was going to say is I really liked your like the. I think it was 
one of the ones towards the end of 2022 where you and Rob actually didn't talk about anything real estate. And again, oh, like, yeah, I know movies. the yeah. whole purpose of, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, just to kind of switch it up every once in a while. <laughs> and yeah. Maybe have conspiracy theories on different things. Like, yeah. you know. Well, Rob, I'm sure it's got, I mean, the classified, way. The- classified documents or something. <laughs> Exactly. No, I'm sure Rob's on some, what does he call it? Well, I'm on dark Twitter and on dark Twitter, I'm like dark Twitter. Who's ever heard of dark Twitter? I don't know. That's what is, I, uh, he, yeah. I mean, he's isn't on, regular Twitter now dark Twitter? <laughs> I mean, I'm a little bit on black Twitter, but I don't know about dark Twitter. I mean, so it's just, uh, it's, it's oh yeah. The stuff he comes up with is like, I don't know what, what he's reading, but it's got to be, you know, his yeah. his his browser history must be really kind of crazy. All right. Anyway, Katie, it's been great to see you. Thank you for coming on in such short notice. Um, you know, Rob's just busy and he couldn't make it work, but um, it was great to have you here and uh, appreciate yes. you. I miss you. I wish we were working together every day again, but um, um, you've got your hands full at CRMLS, it sounds like. I um, do, Art has yeah. got, <laughs> Art has got, he wants to rule the world or, you know, he wants to be everything. So um, I don't think you're going to have a shortage yeah. of, of doing, of, of being bored over there. So I think you found a good place. No, he, he definitely promised that there was not going to be any, uh, any shortage of things to keep me busy. And so far he has not lied. So. <laughs> but I really appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, normally this time of year we'd be in New York City. Uh, yeah. Probably about this time, like heading to a show or something. Yeah, right. That's true. We'd 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 get some uh, a bunch of people together and go have a good time. Yeah, we we both we both missed Inman this year. What a, what a travesty! I know, I know. I, yeah. Well, I wasn't yeah. asked to moderate or anything. So Inman, <laughs> if you're listening, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get her on stage, everybody. Well, thanks again, Katie. I appreciate the time spent and uh, good luck you, out Brian. there. Thank you.